Section 8 of The Rover, Volume 1, Number 13. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Rover, Volume 1, Number 13. Edited by Seba Smith and Lawrence Labrie. Section 8. Wyoming by Fitzgreen Halleck. Thou comest in beauty on my gaze at last, On Susquehanna's side, fair Wyoming, Image of many a dream in hours long past, When life was in its bud and blossoming, And waters gushing from the fountain spring Of pure enthusiast thought, Dimmed my young eyes, as by the poet born on unseen wing, I breathed in fancy neath thy cloudless skies the summer's air, and heard her echoed harmonies. I then but dreamed, thou art before me now, in life a vision of the brain no more. I've stood upon the wooded mountain's brow, that beetles high thy lovely valley o'er. And now, where winds thy river's greenish shore, Within a bower of sycamores am laid, And winds as soft and sweet as ever bore, The fragrance of wild flowers through sun and shade, Are singing in the trees, whose low boughs press my head. Nature hath made thee lovelier than the power Even of Campbell's pen hath pictured, he had woven, bad he gazed one sunny hour, Upon thy smiling veil, its scenery, with more of truth, And made each rock and tree known like old friends, And greeted from afar. And there their tales of sad reality, In the dark legends of thy border war, With woes of deeper tint than his own Gertrude's are. But where are they, the beings of the mind, the bard's creations, moulded not of clay, hearts to strange bliss and suffering assigned? Young Gertrude, Albert, Waldegrave, where are they? We need not ask. The people of today appear good, honest, quiet men enough, and hospitable too for ready pay, with manners like their roads a little rough, and hands whose grasp is warm and welcoming, though tough. Judge Hallenbach, who keeps the toll-bridge gate and the town records, is the Albert now of Wyoming, like him in church and state her Doric column, and upon his brow the thin hairs, white with seventy winters' snow, look patriarchal. Waldegrave twere in vain to point out here, unless in yon scarecrow that stands full uniformed upon the plain to frighten flocks of crows and blackbirds from the grain. For he would look particularly droll in his Iberian boot and Spanish plume, and be the wonder of each Christian soul, as of the birds that scare crow and his broom. 
but gertrude in her loveliness and bloom hath many a model here for woman's eye in court or cottage wheresoe'er her home hath a heart spell too holy and too high to be o'er praised even by her worshipper poesy there's one in the next field of sweet sixteen singing and summoning thoughts of beauty born in heaven with her jacket of light green love darting eyes and tresses like the morn without a shoe or stocking hoeing corn whether like gertrude she oft wanders there with shakespeare's volume in her bosom born i think is doubtful of the poet player the maiden knows no more than Cobbitz or Voltaire. There is a woman, widowed, grey and old, who tells you where the foot of battle stepped upon their day of massacre. She told its tale and pointed to the spot and wept, whereon her father and five brothers slept shroudless, the bright dream slumbers of the brave, when all the land a funeral mourning kept and there wild laurels planted on the grave by nature's hand in air their pale red blossoms wave and on the margin of yon orchard hill are marks where time-worn battlements have been and in the tall grass traces linger still of arrowy frieze and wedged ravelin five hundred of her brave that valley green trod on the morn in soldier spirit gay but twenty lived to tell the noonday scene and where are now the twenty passed away has death no triumph hours save on the battle day end of section eight recording by alan mapstone End of the Rover Volume 1, Number 13, edited by Seba Smith and Lawrence Labrie.